0: Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Now here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. I'm Brian Moran, and today's show is brought to you by Wheeler Financial, a division of Pitney Bowes that helps business owners get the equipment financing they need to grow their companies. My guest today is Dr. Jerry Curatola, a dentist, A wellness expert, an entrepreneur, an author, and an international speaker, and a hell of a nice guy. Um, And very, very smart. Uh, Today, Jerry and I are gonna talk about what it's like to run a healthcare practice and an entrepreneurial company in and during a global pandemic. And I also wanna make sure I tap into his wellness expertise to talk about what COVID 19 has taught us about the shape that we're in collectively as a country and as a planet, So with that, I want to welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Dr. Jerry Curitola.
1: Thank you, Brian. It's great to be here. I'm I'm excited to talk about the things uh, that we have to share tonight.
0: Yes, and I am too. I got to tell you, I I imagine that you get very little sleep these days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with with your practice out in the Hamptons, your practice in in New York City, the wellness center, Revite and toothpaste, right? I mean, it's. Do you feel yeah, like you're being pulled in, in about ten different directions?
1: Yeah, it's re- really interesting. You know, I um, I had this vision for this global network of healthcare practices, um, but that vision needs the support of of a team of people around, and we're all. We know we've been separated and in our own areas, and so uh, I guess that's why Zoom stock went through the roof here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, that and that, that we're going to go to Google Meet, though. Google Meet, <laughs> right? Right, right. Well, this is a nice segue into my very first question. So, what has it been like to run a dental practice in the epicenter of a global pandemic?
1: Yeah, so there's aspects of a dental practice that obviously require the patient, right? There's mm-hmm. a mechanical aspect of dentistry. But what we're what we're doing a lot more of that I have been doing over the last two years is something called teledentistry or telemedicine. Mm-hmm. We're doing virtual consults with patients. For example, wow. you know we, we see a lot of problems with people's ability to breathe. Uh, and this is a respiratory virus. So we have a home sleep study, for example, that's disposable that we can send to the patient that connects to their iPhone or, or Android device, it uploads to the cloud. We could see the results of that. And we have appliances that we can design and make for the patient based on that. But we're able to test the patient at their home with a disposable technology that um, we're able to read from the cloud and discuss with them on a video call. So video conferencing has grown tremendously. Mm -hmm. I was doing it. I used to take a day out of my office every week just to do teleconferencing, um, telemedicine, teledentistry, Mm -hmm. and review, like, for example, there are digital scans. Uh, A lot of the information that we obtain diagnostically is on a digital format. And that digital format enables it to be discussed and shared um, online and in a safe um, HIPAA compliant platform uh, that we can conference with the patient. So that is very interesting. The other thing is dental offices have been mandated uh, by most state governments and the federal government to be operational up to a point because we have to be available for emergency patients, patients in pain, patients with infection, and essential dental services, and preventing disease that could end up with a patient going to an emergency room, which is the last place we want someone to go. Of right course, now.
0: yeah. Um, so let me ask you: the the um, home study that you just spoke about, uh, that that checks on and monitors their respiratory uh, breathing, was that something that came as a result of the coronavirus, or is that something you have been doing in your practice?
1: Well, you know, we have these home sleep studies, you know, actually a number of years ago, when sleep apnea started to be much more actively diagnosed, Mm -hmm. the sleep apnea puts you at Risk of heart attack, stroke, sudden death, dementia, hypertension, diabetes. Um, There's so you, many you things. Like,
0: you sound like one of those pharmaceutical ads on television.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and yet yeah, you're still going to take it. it. <laughs> it's a real concern. And, you know, you know we, we're, we're hearing about younger people, you know, who are a fatality from COVID-19. And, and they were like, they were perfectly healthy. They didn't right. Have, anything else going on the reality is that's not true right there's been a lot of undiagnosed disease which we'll talk about later in this time Uh, but but this home sleep study just came out this disposable home sleep study cost a couple hundred bucks it just came out like months before the global pandemic and we were like oh my goodness here's something that we could send to the patient that they can, it measures their heart rate, blood saturation, respiratory rate, how many times they stop breathing, what their breathing is like, how much they're snoring, all this. It gives us a very accurate picture of their airway health. And airway health is so critical for um, a respiratory virus like COVID 19.
0: That's incredible. That really is. I mean, that, you know, and and I follow closely a lot of technology around healthcare and, you know, wearable technology and whatnot. And and I hadn't heard of this. I I think that's a, uh, that's a breakthrough. um, That's going to help a lot of people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the second part of this breakthrough is that there is a new technology and treatment that is non-surgical, non-invasive, and it is an appliance that's worn part time it's removable mm-hmm. it actually stimulates bone remodeling and stem cell growth to enlarge the the airway space from the mouth so that the tongue has more room a lot of airway defects a lot of airway deficiencies occur because people have a narrow arch you know some people had orthodontics they had teeth pulled yeah. to make room you know to make room for their teeth and the reality is is that shrinks the the cage that where your tongue lies. And there's a book out there called Six Foot Tiger, Three Foot Cage it was written by a dentist, Dr. Felix Liao. And the six foot tiger is your tongue. Yeah. The three foot cage is your mouth. So a lot of people have these restricted airways because their mouth is too narrow and too small.
0: <laughs> that- so when we started right? this podcast, I was—I'm pretty sure—I didn't think I'd be talking about restrictive airways five ten minutes <laughs> into it.
1: <laughs> if right. you can't breathe, I'm if telling you, you can't breathe, you are going to have a much bigger problem—not just with all the things I said, right? But with right? Recovery right. from a virus that has caused a global shutdown.
0: Right. And, and you know what? And that's why I love talking to you because, and I know before the, this podcast is over, you and I are going to schedule a second one because I learn so much um, about healthcare and about business from you. So, um, all right, let me, let me get to the the second question because it's funny. I've got, I've got questions about your dental practice. I got questions (laughs) about revitin and then I got your, your, uh, I want to talk to you about healthcare in general. So other than the sleep study, which sounds like it's phenomenal. And I do actually want to talk to you about that for some people in my family. Um, what are some of the things that you've done, um, that have helped your business, let's say in the last two months?
1: Yeah. Well, the first one, which I spoke about already was the fact that I've moved more into digital conferencing and teleconferencing. Um, I think it's really important for businesses to stay in touch with their clients right now. So I have every week, I have reached out to my patients and said, Hey, everyone, here's where we're at. This is what's going on. And I, people need encouragement. Clients need reassuring that you're okay, that you know, you're going to be there and you're with them through this event. Um, I think that level of communication and contact with patients or clients is really important. So we give them information. to, And, you know, I'm getting them as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, my bank, my, uh, my gym, my, uh, everyone is yeah. reaching out saying, hey, here's what we're doing. Yeah. We like to do three things that has really been effective and patients have emailed back thank you so much that was really helpful we like to give them important information tips we want to reassure them what we're doing that maintains a healthy sterile sterile environment a safe environment so COVID-19 was the 9-11 event for healthcare security Mm -hmm. right Mm-hmm. Um, if 9-11 was the event for, um, you know, travel security, you know, we yeah. never thought we'd be taking off our shoes at the yeah. airport and all yeah. that stuff. But, yeah. but, you know, it did change things. It became a new normal. There is going to be a new normal for healthcare businesses that I think is going to be better. Because, to be honest, with you, I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm what's known as a biologic dentist, mm-hmm. a holistic dentist. We take a very holistic approach to treating our patients. So a lot of the things that are going to be implemented, we've been doing already. For example, we have positive pressure ionized air in the treatment rooms Mm -hmm. because we recognize that the removal of dental um, fillings, amalgam fillings, has 52% mercury. We're concerned about not only the health of the doctors, the health of the staff, um, the assistants, the hygienist, but the health of the patient, Mm-hmm. so that everyone's health is at stake when you're working in a healthcare environment. So we've raised the bar a long time ago. We have a um, UV filter on our centralized air and we have charcoal and HEPA um, um, filters. Um, we have mm-hmm. ionized positive pressure air in the So There's a new device, a really great device for home and the office called Molecule. I have no fiduciary relationship with these people. I just ordered six of them. But it's called molecule with a K. I, I think it's M O L E K U L E. Great device that filters air, um, breaks down viruses in the device. So really, you have super clean air. Our water is also ionized, which alkalizes it. It makes it more antioxidant rich. So we've have all these things in place. We've removed. All the paper, you know, I feel bad, you know, you were in the publishing business yeah. for years, but yeah. magazines, newspapers, all of it has gone digital in our office. We have, you know, uh, sterilization wipes for tablets that has all the news and magazines they want. Wow. Um, we actually test everybody, and this is going to be a really big thing, um, testing patients before they come in. We screen patients, we test patients. Um, once that, once that testing, and I just found out today, I have a medical doctor next door who is going to share with me this rapid test where patients can be tested for antigens and antibodies. The antigens is on the on the is on the brink of of being available, but but uh, antibody testing uh, just to know whether you had COVID nineteen. Yeah. Um, that's going to be really important. You just need to know. I think a big part of the panic pandemic and all the anxiety was this thing got out of hand very quickly mm-hmm. because it could stay active on like a metal surface for a significant period of time where it could be transmitted, and no one knew who had it and who didn't have it. Right. For weeks, right. for weeks at a time. Right. So the things that we've done to help our business, besides communicating actively with patients, assuring them of the safety and the protocols that we have in our office. Um, The final thing would be what we've done internally that makes us a healthier office as a whole. So in other words, we're not only protecting our patients, our clients, but we're protecting ourselves as well, because we want our staff. I mean, my sister is a dentist and she told me, you know, her staff is on, unemployment with the supplement from the government. And they're like, they're, they're making enough to stay home. <laughs> they're afraid to come back to work. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, right, of course. They're so, afraid to come back to work. So she's like, oh my God, I'm getting ready to reopen in weeks. Yeah. And and they're like, uh, no, I'm not coming back.
0: <laughs> right, right. Until, so, the, until the, the supplement runs out. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I'm telling her that's an overreaction, but I'm also letting her know, you have to assure your staff and your patients, this is what you're doing. This is why it's not only safe, but safer than it ever could be. You know, I came out of dental school in the 80s and it was at the height of the AIDS crisis where Mm -hmm. everyone thought they were going to get AIDS from their dentist. Right. But what that did is it raised sterilization protocols and OSHA standards to a much higher level so that going to the dentist was safer than going to a lot of other places, even a nail salon.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? These are great point. There are silver linings. You know, in every yes. crisis, there's a silver lining, and you need to look for it. And it's great to hear that you've actually been doing this, you know, long before you were told to do it, you know, that you took yeah. the health of your patients and your staff and and made them a priority in, in doing all of these, you know, instituting all of these uh, practices. So, looking at uh, COVID nineteen, um, w- is there anything that you wish that y- you knew in January that you know now? <laughs> and that's yes, a, yeah, right. Maybe give me one <laughs> or two things. Uh, if you ask me that, I tell you a hundred. But
1: I, I think everyone needs to. You know, we were in a very laxadaisical. You know, I, I I think I would stock more toilet paper. Now I'm not kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, there was a great there was but a great I, joke. I think I sent it to you. It says the uh, the the one sentence that defines 2020 when a, a roll of toilet paper costs more than a barrel of oil.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. And so that was great. I did get that, and I shared that with a mutual friend whose wife was in oil investing and all that. But <laughs> but um, I really think. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, all, all kidding aside, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. biggest thing I've learned um, now that I wish I knew in January was more emergency preparedness. Yeah. Like I would have had a greater stock of personal protection equipment. But right. I think, you know, this is not only microcosmic in a small business like mine. I think macrocosmically, in a macro level, we as a country need to have more emergency preparedness and i think i think from the president and congress and everywhere else governors of all the states recognized that wow you know we were depending on like china for our masks when we should have our masks made here right you know and and you know all of these things that you know you realize that there are vulnerabilities mm-hmm. when you're not prepared so right. as my my brother always says you know he said to me a long time ago he says Always prepare for the worst, pray for the best. You know, prepare yeah. for the worst, pray for the best. Yeah, and and the reality is that you know I was wearing my favorite T-shirt that I bought through this whole thing was this too shall pass.
0: Yeah, of and, course,
1: and 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 it is. But we've learned things, so you know we have to make lemonade out of the lemons we were given. Right. And the things that we learned is every business should be prepared, and that preparedness is not only with. Like, for example, in a healthcare practice, having adequate personal protection equipment, but the things that you need to be prepared for, you need to be prepared financially. You know, you need to have yeah. a reserve. Right. People, the lack of reserve that people have in their businesses is frightening. So we think, you know, here I was in January thinking the economy's doing great. Yeah. yeah. I had a great year last year, everything's great. you know we're roaring and this and that and then literally we have the rug pulled out from under us so the things that we need to know is that we need to be a little more sober about being adequately prepared physically financially and even mentally and emotionally and in terms of staff being prepared that everyone knows exactly what to do
0: and these are great points this is when we need to start writing down the lessons that we're learning. I said to somebody uh, recently, I said, you know how you talk to a financial planner and as they're going through the work with you, they say, oh, and make sure you have three to six months of living expenses just in case. And and I I said- I think that's
1: maybe 1% of the population. Right,
0: and I said, welcome to just in case. You know, this is what the financial planners were talking about. But, but, exactly. you know, and to your point, I play the what if game a lot with, with clients. I have about a dozen or so entrepreneurs. They run the gamut from, you know, startups up to, you know, a couple hundred million in revenue. And, um, I always play the what if game with them at least once a year. What if you become disabled? What if your building burns down? What if this happens or that happens? And, um, you know, you got to have the answer. So, so it's a list of about twenty questions, and you got to have the answers. And, and absolutely, but but to be one hundred percent transparent, I never asked any of them. What if a global pandemic hits? <laughs> right. You, you right. know, it, 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 it's it's these things happen that are just beyond the realm of imagination. You exactly. know, when nine eleven happened, nobody expected it. And if you remember that day, that was a beautiful. I think it was a Tuesday. Oh, beautiful clear, day, sunny. Yeah, and all of a sudden. Boom. I was I was 100 yards from the GW Bridge when it happened. But um, and, and, you know, everything changed after that. And and to a a lesser extent, you know, when the Great Recession hit, nobody said, oh, Lehman Brothers is going to be out of business in a week, you know, And, and, and so there are things that are just unimaginable. And I think if we've learned anything from 9 11 and the Great Recession and now this global pandemic, is that we need to broaden our sense of the what if game when Definitely. you're talking about being prepared.
1: I, I couldn't agree with you more. You yeah. Know? I, I think, you know, the other thing is, you know, we, I have right now um, a weekly Zoom meeting with my staff. And it's funny. Saturday Night Live did a spoof on that. Yeah. That was the funniest thing. Yes. Well, sort of went like like the receptionist didn't know how to work the Zoom and all that. Yeah. but but, <laughs> but the reality is is that I want to be in touch with my people. I want right. to be in touch with my staff. And you know what? It's resulted in a lot of great spirit. Team, we have a Zoom meeting tomorrow with my team, and it's all going to be on everyone's ideas for how to make the office better, how do we get back in place, how do we do more to reassure everyone that we can do better than what we've done. Yeah, And everyone's on the group chat, we call ourselves, you know, the, the office is Rejuvenation Dentistry, and we call ourselves the Rejuvenators. <laughs> <laughs> So those are some of the things you do we, a you know, lot, actually. But
0: nice. but it sounds like you do quite a bit. All right, let me do this. And again, I'm, I want to have you back on because I love the way you think, and I love the way that you operate, and I think people can learn from you. You have a product called Revitin, which is a premium toothpaste. And if I get anything wrong, just slap my hand, stop me, and 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 <laughs> yeah, and it sells out every time you go on a a TV show or you, you go do a speech, right. And, and people buy the tubes, like it's going out of style. I have it. I love it. uh, I'm a big fan of it. Tell me how that business going. So we're going to, we're going to turn from being, you know, a dentist and wellness expert into an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah. So just the two minute um, elevated pitch on Revitin is that the, Science of revitin is very disruptive to the oral care market, right? Or most oral care products were invented by soap makers 100 years ago. Yeah, and as true. a matter of fact, the two big dominant players in oral care, Colgate and Procter and & Gamble, were in the soap business. So it was really about flavored detergent for your mouth, and then we put bug killers in. <laughs> revitin enters because of a new science that has basically made all the old science obsolete. The idea that you have to sterilize your mouth, kill germs on contact, kill plaque, kill, 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 kill mm-hmm. is not only ineffectual but harmful. Okay. So if that was the pesticide business, Revitin is organic gardening for your mouth. So very, wow. Very, very. So you know, I was on the Martha Stewart show, and I said, you know, Martha, you know, it's time for doctors to get out of the pesticide business. And, and what I'm promoting is organic gardening for your mouth, because we need to do organic gardening, not only in the environment around us. And, and it really fits the whole science of the human microbiome, which is we need to make peace with our microbes. Our mm-hmm. microbes keep us alive. We're basically walking bacteria containers. So here's yeah. revitin. People use it. Their gums stop bleeding in two days. It reduces inflammation. We've done double-blind clinical studies. We did consumer studies. And you know, at first, when we first came out, we talked about it 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 restores the natural flora of the mouth. Anytime you mentioned bacteria, people went, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Right. that was like 10 years ago. Um, and then the Dan and Yogurt people said, no, it's all about probiotics and right. it's all right. about you know, a healthy bacteria. And, and all of a sudden, the thought of good bacteria became acceptable. So here you have Revitin, a very powerful product, not because it's so complicated, but it respects the new science. So you have a disruptive, small David in a Goliath world. Mm -hmm. You have a David product in a Goliath world. We literally do these 25,000 tube runs and we run out of it in a month and a half. And then we got to go to 50,000 tube run, then 100,000 tube run. So the biggest thing has been ramping up our manufacturing, building inventory, raising money for marketing very very hard for a small business to do that. We've been without giving away a lot of equity. So for example, if you go for a venture capital investment, you know you're going to give stock away and yeah. equity away and then the next thing you know you have 2% of the company. Yeah, so
0: you're working so, for
1: them. Yeah, you know and and I'm 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 sort of hip to that game. And so I was like, no, we're going to grow this organically. Right. But, you know, God, we really do need money for inventory. And we need money for for marketing. It's very hard for small businesses to get the funding for, you know, even ramping up inventory. They want to see cash flow. They want to see cash in the bank. Well, if we had cash in the bank, we're always, by the way, we have no debt. Right. We're a break-even company. <laughs> We're a break-even company, but because you know we're doing shy of a million dollars a year on this just startup, you know, but we really could be doing a million dollars a month if we could ramp our inventory up.
0: And for anybody who's listening, by the way, it's Revitan is R-E-V I T I N dot com if you're interested. So let's talk a little bit about that business. You source your tubes, your toothpaste tubes from China right? Did you, did you experience some supply chain issues in the past couple of months? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And we're going domestic, by the way, you know, and I'm happy to say that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm a libertarian at heart, but I also, I love my country and, and I think it's time for us. There's no reason that we found a company in Tennessee that can manufacture tubes. I really want to get to a point where from point A to point B is all done in-house. Mm-hmm. I really want to look at, at you know. I'm actually, you know, to be honest with you, I'm very interested in a lot of the abandoned manufacturing plants in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico used sure. to have Hewlett Packard. They had yeah. uh, pharmaceutical mm-hmm. houses. Mm-hmm. All this was done there, and then NAFTA came. They all moved to Mexico and and elsewhere. But the reality is, order China, and so Puerto Rico just went into the toilet bowl. And combined that with a, a lot of you know, corruption and stuff. And they, they really ended up being a welfare state. Well, hurricane, but, but hurricane, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, well, yeah. that you know, hurricane yeah. and, 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 and earthquakes recently, but I yeah. see, I see Puerto Rico as an opportunity. I'd really like to take one of these um, plants, um, solar power it, manufacture manufacture revit and soup to nuts. Um, like in Aguadilla in Western Puerto Rico, there's, you know, FedEx is there. It's easy to ship. It's an American Territory. There are all kinds of tax advantages and and real um, major tax incentives, um, tax um, deferments and um, very positive um, uh, uh, economic situations for the ability to manufacture and ship two miles from where the old Eula Packet factory was or the old um you know Fajr and everybody else that right. maybe like Lily or whoever else was was there, but there's a lot of these places. Now that's for the toothpaste. This too. place. The toothpaste. too. Well, that's no no we're actually manufacturing the toothpaste. A
0: toothpaste so really, as well.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, you were you were saying what types of issues do I have as a small business. Yeah. Well, capital is an issue because we want to ramp up production. Okay. But we have problems with lending to a company that's a startup. And even though their sales are good, they want to ramp up production. Commercial lending routes are not readily available. That's one. Okay. Secondly, um, we have to outsource our manufacturing. We have to outsource. We're, we're getting our tubes from China. Um, there are delays. You know, it's 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 three to six months sometimes of a of a lead time right. for tubes. and um well does that happen they go on the water we had tubes held up in ports because of uh they you know they were just they were at the port and going through customs Mm -hmm. and it was slowing down and then you had you know you had a trade war with china and it became a, a nightmare to to get the raw materials the tubes Um, the manufacturing, you know, because we're a small company, right? we're working with a contract manufacturer in Utah, we're looking at another one in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, but these contract manufacturers, because we're smaller, they bump us to the bottom while they're doing larger runs for some of the majors.
0: Yeah. And that, and that's what I was going to ask is that, does that happen, you know, where, where somebody with an order of two and a half million tubes comes in and, and knocks you off the schedule? Right. Yeah. And that yeah. has
1: happened. Yeah, that absolutely. Happened.
0: But I, I think that, you know, hopefully you never know who's listening to our podcast, you know, that somebody says, Hey, I, I've got an idea of, of a way that I can help you get those toothpaste tubes uh, made and, and the toothpaste, et cetera. And we can all, we can do it all domestically.
1: Yeah. You know? that, and th- that would be, that would be great, man. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I would be very interested in speaking with, Whoever might be interested, because this is a this is a product. This is a David and Goliath uh, oral care is a thirty eight billion dollar consumer product category. Yeah, thirty eight, and it's billion. not going away. It's not going away. Yeah, it, you and, know, the- and but there's no new everything. Even the natural toothpaste, they have charcoal, they have clay, they have xylitol. <laughs> right. All of this stuff is crap. It disturbs the microbiome. So we have a product with proven efficacy. We're going to be doing studies even at um, MSK, Memorial Sloan Kettering, Mm -hmm. on its ability to reverse the really painful side effects um, from oral mucositis, from chemotherapy and radiation. Lots of good things. I mean, my firm belief is that Revitin is a product that can improve the health of people around the world.
0: And the good news is this, and and we're getting into the home stretch, so I want to get to healthcare in a second. But the good news is that you are in an industry that is trending upward. You know, if this was print publishing, like I was in for 23 (laughs) years, I'd say find another job. But Clearly, you are in a position with a premium product and, you know, you're going to cause some disruption in the marketplace. So I definitely want to have you back on. I want to talk more about that. But um, I, I want to switch a little bit now and I want to talk about it. And, and this is the home stretch is the uh, health care issue. OK, so COVID-19, it's like it ripped off the Band-Aid that was you know, yes. covering how, you know, in such poor health we are in as a country. Yeah. From your position as a top wellness expert, what do you think we need to do and what do we need to learn from COVID-19 that we should start implementing into our daily lives?
1: You know, um, I'm so glad you said it ripped off a Band-Aid because under that Band-Aid was a festering wound that wasn't healing you know, we have an epidemic of obesity. We have a generation of children that may not outlive the lifespan of their parents. Um, We have an epidemic of autoimmune disease. We have an epidemic of diabetes and heart disease and cancer. And, you know, I always... Uh, I'm amazed because, you know, uh, you know, they say, oh, you know, uh, Joey got prostate cancer and, you know, Susie got breast cancer as if they just caught it yesterday. Wow. Our, by the, our bodies are, you know, or have this amazing divine ability to self-regulate and heal. And we get into dysregulation and disease when we are not paying attention. So people who got into trouble... 99.9%, even the elderly uh, who got into trouble had underlying complicated systemic diseases, some of them which were observable, some of them not observable, observable like I was talking about obstructive sleep apnea. Right. But you have gum disease, obesity, diabetes, heart disease. They're all connected. By the way, all four of those are connected. As a matter of fact, gum disease in your mouth Gives you a ninety percent uh, chance of having any one of those. You have a seven times greater chance of diabetes. You have a ten times greater chance of heart attack or stroke. If you have gum disease, you're at risk of pancreatic cancer, breast cancer, lung cancer, and colorectal cancer amongst others. So the reality here is, and by the way, gum disease is epidemic. It affects over eighty percent of the American. Population. Wow. So wow. yes, I'm a dentist by training, Brian, but I'm also a wellness authority. I did Harvard Medical School's program in complementary and alternative medicine back in 1996, 97. So I saw myself as a physician of the mouth, not as a drill and fill and billum guy. Okay. <laughs> and and the, right. my biggest dream from from this pandemic is that we're going to bring the wall down and. Between dentistry and medicine and healthcare that went up 150 years ago. Right. When they said, Oh, you want to go to medical school, you study everything but this little place in where you know where you open your mouth. You want to go to dental school, you just worry about this little space, you know, between your eyes and your chin, you know, and your nose and your chin. Yeah, um, yeah. the reality is that we're gonna look at people differently now. We're gonna look at systemic immunity as being essential for your ability to survive and thrive in terms of what's going on out there and what compromises systemic immunity goes through the entire body.
0: All right. We have to get you back on. That's, that's a given. <laughs> you have a book out, right? What's, what's your book called and where can people get it?
1: Yeah. So the book is called the mouth body connection. And I wrote it for the late person. I wrote it. So that, and people, you know, I get people all the time, patients all the time, they come back and they're like, Dr. Curitola, Dr. Mm-hmm. Jerry, I, I learned so much and it was so easy to read. And, it, and it's called The Mouth Body Connection. Um, it's published by Hachette. You can get it uh, online. Um, it's Mouth Body Connection. And it, it talks about what you're going to learn in that book is about how your mouth is a mirror for what's going on in your body like 90% of infectious disease has signs in the mouth but you're going to see your mouth as not only a mirror for what's going on in the body but very very importantly especially in light of covid-19 and systemic immunity you're going to see the mouth as a gateway right to 90% of disease in the body gum disease is the body's number one source of chronic low-grade information. You know, Aetna Healthcare did a study on 146 or 145,000 patients at Columbia Medical Center, and they, Columbia Medical School, and they found that if you improve the health of your mouth, you can lower healthcare costs by an average of 21% for people, that's one-fifth of healthcare costs. For yeah. people with the most expensive systemic diseases, you want to save companies money? You want to have more productive workforce?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they do.
1: Start start looking at the shadow of their smile. Improve the health of your mouth. And we could save healthcare in this country over $750 billion a year. Wow. Three wow. quarters of a trillion dollars. And that would surely help make universal healthcare more affordable. Instead of disease care.
0: Yeah. That's why I have you on the show, Jerry. Uh, You you make such an emphatic, valid, you know, statement that, you know, now is the time. You know, if this coronavirus taught you anything, you know, and you're worried about your susceptibility to, you know, succumbing to it, then you got to do something about your health. Right. You got to do something about, You you, you know, about the gateway to your, your, your entire body. Right. So, I mean, a lot I, of
1: people, you know, get, take the ostrich approach. They want to stick their head in the sand of course, and just hope it goes away. Right. And they want to hope it goes away. I'm going to tell everyone on this podcast, take inventory. This is your time to take inventory. Just look at yourself, look at your health and ask yourself, do you want to be a statistic of, you know a a fatality statistic or do you want to live a longer healthier life and if you want to live a longer healthier life it's not about other people taking care of you it's about you taking care of yourself first
0: this is not one of those stand naked in front of a mirror is it That
1: could be scary.
0: <laughs> All right, Jerry. If people wanted to connect with you, be it social media or or digital sure. media, what's the best way? Maybe a website. And and if you're yeah, on social, I do media. a lot
1: of you know I do a lot of uh, podcasts, yes. Instagram lives uh, at Dr. Jerry DDS on Instagram. I'm Dr. Jerry Curatola on Twitter. That's Jerry with a G. By the way, it's J E R R Y. So it's Dr. Jerry DBS, and I am at um, Rejuvenation Dentistry, uh, Rejuvedentist, www.rejuvdentist.com.
0: Excellent. And we're going to include this, everybody, as we always do, in the resources section of our podcast page. My guest today has been Dr. Jerry Kiritola. Uh, You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. And, and today's episode has been uh, brought to you by Wheeler Financial. Jerry, again, I can't thank you enough. Always good to talk to you. And we look forward to having you back on maybe as we start to see the light at the end of the tunnel and we're coming back out and everybody is uh, not practicing social distancing anymore, maybe you can shed some light on what, uh, you know, bring us up to date on everything.
1: With pleasure. With pleasure. And thank you, Brian. It was a pleasure to be on as well.
0: Oh, likewise. I'm glad you were here. All right, everyone. We look forward to your questions, your feedback. And until we talk again, be safe, be healthy, and enjoy the day. Take care. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.